Greetings, and welcome to the Saved by Nostalgia podcast. I love the power glove. It's so bad. No! I feel the need. The need for speed. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Look I what you did, you little jerk. Look. I'm coming to get you. Get busy living. Don't get busy dying. You are next. And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Well, Noah, as we hit the final episode of season one of Saved by the Bell, it's obvious that all of us at one point in time or another have forgotten someone close to us and forgotten their birthday. That's exactly what happens here on the final episode of season one. It is episode 20 of Saved by the Bell. If you're following along on your DVDs, it's Screech's birthday. We are out of here with season one with this episode. And the gang and Zach in particular have forgotten Screech's birthday. That's the premise of this. That's what starts us off here. Noah, just kind of offhand, you know, what did you think of this episode? Does it hold up? Is it a thumbs down? We're start. Usually we end with this, but I'm 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 going right for the jugular right here off the bat. You're flipping the script on me. I'm not ready for this. I'm panicked. I'm just grief stricken. I don't know what to do. This is just caught me off guard. I don't know what to do, but. I think this is an above average episode. Definitely not one of my favorites, but nowhere near uh, some of the worst ones. So this is an above average episode for me. And of course we get to see Kevin Screech's robot again at the beginning. I love it. We did. We haven't seen him since Beauty and the Screech and we see him again. He's making a strong impact from the beginning, uh, kind of informing Zach that, hey, you guys kind of forgot his birthday yesterday. Uh, and Screech just doesn't buy it. Uh, Zach wishes him, hey, happy birthday, better late than never, buddy. And uh, Screech turns on Kevin Quick, turns to him, and uh, says, You told him! And he's very angry at Kevin. And uh, Kevin said he forgot, too, which is strange, because he's programmed as Screech's robot, kind of to be Screech's pal and remember that stuff. And even as a robot, he's just uh, kind of forgotten Screech and uh, threw him by the wayside. Whereas you put this one as above average, I put it at, at average. So we're splitting hairs here. It's not one of the worst episodes of this season or this show. But um, still kind of lingering around the average mark. I, there's some things about it that I do like. We have Jesse Wilson playing the role of Neil the Hall Monitor. Love and uh, he threatens to throw everyone into detention as the, this kind of gets underway here. And you kind of get a sense of what he is. I mean, I think that this episode's really going for, you know, something that we can all maybe remember from, you know, being in high school. We didn't really have hall monitors, certainly no one like this. And if anyone ever acted like this as a hall monitor at our high school, which we went to high school together, by the way, not telling you how long ago that was, but I don't think, no, that they would have been met with a very positive response if they were trying to be threatening and throw you into tension for merely being in the hallway without a pass. Yeah. And what about just the writers not really having any clue of what to do with the girls? No kind of plot line for them and just saying, we're trying out for drama festival and they're all doing ridiculous voices. And that's kind of their main plot line for the girls. Like obviously this birthday for all of them is, but uh, I just found this drama festival thing kind of forced and unnecessary. Uh, Kelly's trying out for Eliza Doolittle. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. And uh, I was just horrified, and I will not do any more lines like that, because uh, I just didn't enjoy it at all. And it kind of horrifies me. I've had nightmares, night terrors, woken up in a cold sweat from those. And 
Uh, I just really wish they would have chosen a different path. Well, Zach says they can still give Screech a surprise party. In fact, he wants to do it at school during sixth period in Belding's office. Funny line here. Jesse says that she's very nervous about this. And Slater replies that uh, someone needs to shoot her with a tranquilizer gun. And I, it just <laughs> absolutely came out of nowhere and like kind of blew me away. I just I guess I live in such an era of sensitivity and like teach at a high school. So like I feel like this kind of stuff is just taboo almost. Uh, even in, in by today's standards, but it was just kind of funny. And it's like, I g agree. Just shoot well, Jesse with a tranquilizer gun. Get her off the show. <laughs> I would huge, love that. I'm fan of Elizabeth Berkeley and, and, and Jesse as a character. And uh, that's kind of strange because I love this show so much. It feels like I shouldn't dislike any of the main characters. Um, and I think growing up, maybe I didn't. But just as time went on, I just can't stand Jesse. I just can't. And I never will. She is just d doesn't even need to be here. No, she doesn't. Her character falls flat uh, all the time. That's just kind of who her character is. Uh, she, she's a straight-A student. She cares about her grades. Uh, she's scared about getting in trouble. She's on the student council. She can't break into Belding's office. She's having a panic attack, and everyone's just, shut up, Jesse. Just everyone's thinking it, and finally Slater says it. Kelly even says in a few episodes, she's so bad and uptight that even Kelly, sweet Kelly, comes out of her shell and just tells Jesse to shut up sometimes. That's how bad Jesse is. But you talk about stuff coming out of nowhere, like that line about shooting her with a tranquilizer gun. Uh, Max comes out of nowhere with a birthday cake. When Zach is asking for a birthday cake, he's just standing, just happens to be standing there with a magical cookbook right there, and voila, a cake appears. Everything is sunshine and roses for Zach as he asks and he shall receive. The other good news here, Noah, is that Mr. Dewey is back, and we are blasting off into the wonderful world of algebra. Slater and Zach actually tape Neil saying nasty things to them, and uh, they play it back to Mr. Dewey. Slow he down, thinks Neil, yeah, he, <laughs> he thinks Neil is talking back to him, and of course he's stripped of his hall monitor duty. Um, I do remember that kind of as a kid. I always liked them kind of because Neil just seemed like such a jerk that I loved them kind of taping him and then uh, playing it back and uh, getting one over on him. And, and he's out of there as, as a hall monitor. Mr. Dewey um, has some funny lines in there, and he says that uh, he is he's just so mad that he strips Neil of his duty and uh, Mr. Dewey flexing his muscle there. Absolutely. Neil kind of reminds me of Biff Tannen. Uh, if he was a hall monitor, uh, just kind of the way he talks, I could imagine Neil just say, slow down, butthead. And uh, he calls Zach a creep, uh, even to the girls, like these three good-looking girls are standing here. You could let them off and uh, maybe try to bribe them for a date by letting them go without uh, uh, writing them up or anything. But he says, shut up and move it. Look, I've had enough of your lip. And he's just getting rid of everyone. I don't know what has happened in his life, but he, he is just melancholy, depressed, and just taking it out on everyone. Uh, the best line of the episode for me comes from Mr. Dewey. Uh, as Neil says that he sent 14 more kids to detention, and Mr. Dewey replies with, sheesh, detention is too crowded. Maybe we should bring back the death penalty. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, again, this episode's really pushing some boundaries here. But, you know, in uh, George Bush, America, I think that that's just kind of where we were coming off of Reaganomics and in the late 80s and early 90s here. We are just, we're, we're you know, off the heels of Gorbachev and going over to the Middle East and some of the stuff that's going on over there. This was just the society we lived in. Death and penalties, bombings, whatever. And maybe something I missed growing up and watching this just a million times, 
somehow I've missed this, and I don't know how, but going through, uh, kind of, as we're reviewing all 86 episodes of Saved by the Bell, I've caught this for the first time. After that death penalty line, Mr. Dewey says, looks up at Neil and says, that's a little vice principal humor. Mr. Dewey's the vice principal? I yeah. did not, and he's also teaching algebra? Like, I'm sorry? I didn't... Not catch that he's a vice principal, and somehow that has become a reality of my life that Mr. Dewey's the vice principal of Bayside High. Yeah, it stands to reason he's been in the most episodes of any other uh, teacher in this first season. I think this is uh, the third time we see him, so that's that's kind of a lot for uh, for teachers in this. But it, it did strike me as well. It's like I I wish this would have been continued. I wish this would have been something that they they played off of. I love Mr. Dewey. He's one of the, one of the best teachers by far. So he is. Obviously, um, the, the the vice principal, but um, Screech actually is going to take over his home monitor here, and he's getting run over by people. In fact, Muffin Sangria is wearing heels and digs into Screech. He's just getting run all over. But Mr. Dewey is going to inspire Screech to stand up for himself, and we get an unbelievable dream sequence where Screech is Robo Screech. You know what? I'm going to say this. I actually kind of liked this dream se sequence. First time I'm saying that this entire show. Yeah. Um. Uh... I do like RoboCop, so Screech coming in and playing that role as Robo Screech uh, wasn't too bad. As, and it, I mean, if you're comparing this to other dream sequences, I mean, this is just over the moon amazing. Exactly. Uh, compared to everything else that is just uh, unwatchable almost. The dream sequences come on and you're looking for the fast forward button. Uh, you're looking to go use the restroom. You're looking to go get a bite to eat uh, until you can look back at your TV and see that those pink wavy lines are a border uh, around the outside it has uh, vanished and you can now return to your normal programming uh, but Robo Screech kind of he helps Lisa after a guy is kind of getting physical with her uh, we're looking at some uh, physical abuse here uh, maybe some sexual <laughs> harassment as he's grabbing her arm and trying to just whisk her away uh, and Neil the hall monitor comes out and he wants his job back but Screech vaporizes him into dust which I thought was kind of a great uh, even though we're into the 90s here it kind of reminds me of kind of uh, 80s kind of uh, special effects there. Well, Screech even gives Mr. Dewey a late slip, and Mr. Dewey agrees that he's firm but fair. Meanwhile, Slater and Zach are trying to get this uh, birthday party together for Screech. I'd almost forgotten that that was going to take place. It seems like several minutes ago that we'd even mentioned a birthday party. But uh, Slater doesn't have a hall pass, so Screech frisks Slater and books Lisa and Kelly for speeding. Uh, Lisa even tries to flirt with Screech to get out of it, but Screech adds bribing an officer to the list. So everybody's in detention. It's standing room only. And, of course, Mr. Dewey's overseeing it. And uh, that's what we have going on. Everybody's in detention, so they can't get to the birthday party. And this is, it just kind of goes off the rails for me here. Mr. Belding had left to try to go rescue um, this girl with multi-personalities. It's actually Lisa and um, Kelly and, and Jesse that are playing those voices from earlier. Just... I zoned out during that, and um, but now I will the, the say in detention. You see the uh, there's a a kid there. He's got the blonde buzz cut. He's from the ROTC program. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. He rivaled Screech uh, in that episode. They kept going up against each other. Uh, it starts with a B. I don't know, Buzz or Buff or I. The blonde I do buzz believe. cut. I yeah. I just can't remember his name right now, but. Uh, he's in that ROTC program, and they're both going after Screech likes the girl, but uh, the guy keeps coming back in. Uh, we'll get to that episode later, but you do see him for the first time in this episode. That's something I uh, didn't notice before. Well, you've got Zach coming on the loudspeaker here as Mrs. Johnson and calls the gang to the office, of course. 
Uh, the rest of the class actually get uh, lucky them get to stay back and watch Mr. Dewey practice his Taekwondo. Another <laughs> hilarious line. I loved it. And uh, th- this really odd scene of this party takes place. It's fast forwarded through. Uh, there's no time for cake or blowing out the candles. And they tell him what his gifts are because they're worried Belding's going to come back. And then uh, before cleaning it all up, before Belding returns, and it just sort of ends with them standing in the office. Belding hasn't come back yet. I kept even know, having seen this episode several times before, I kept thinking Belding was going to walk in the office and catch them in there. It never happens. It just sort of ends. And we're out of here. Yeah, I thought maybe Mr. Belding could uh, walk in and confiscate the uh, birthday presents. You guys shouldn't be in here. Now I get the pair of sunglasses, the sweater, the compass, the calculator, and the chemistry set uh, for me. But uh, that didn't happen. We're just kind of left to use our imagination as to what happens next. But uh, before we officially get out of here, there's one more Mr. Dewey line uh, that I'd like to cover. As Slater in every pretty much the entire school, uh, Screech is put in detention. Uh, they're trying to figure out ways to get out of there. Slater thinks he has an idea. Uh, he gets up and says uh, he left his locker open. Someone might steal his wrestling jersey. He really needs to go. Mr. Dewey, come on, let me out. Mr. Dewey says, wrestle topless. It'll drive the girls crazy. <laughs> I just love like, him. What, you're telling him to wrestle topless? Like, uh, I don't think this vice principal thing is going to last very long with uh, advice like that, Mr. Dewey. Well, with that, we're out of here on season one. Now, you know, at the end of each uh, season, you know, I think it's important that we go back and kind of just give a wrap up of the season. That's why I started with our kind of reviews of the episode. You said above average. I said average. The season as a whole, this is such an important season of television. It, of course, started off in primetime on NBC. They moved it to Saturday mornings uh, a few episodes in. They did that on purpose, Brandon Tartikoff's idea. We talked to Peter Engel about that in our archives on this uh, podcast. Um, what's your overall arcing kind of ideas about this season? Does it did, did did you enjoy it as a whole? I think it was a good foundation for the rest of the series. Just kind of where are you at with season one? Season one, they were absolutely just trying to kind of find their way, find their footing, uh, coming off Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Uh, they wanted to, now the kids are the main focus and not the teachers or the principal. Uh, so they're trying to find their way and kind of find storylines and plots and how they want these characters to interact. Uh, early on, we see Zach and uh, Slater just feuding constantly every episode, uh, going after Kelly. Kelly's uh, almost every episode has to make a choice between one of the boys. whether Is she going to go to a dance? Is she going to go to a concert? Uh, is, she, uh, is she going to enter a contest with Zach or Slater? She's got to make up the decision. Uh, Screech early on was toned down, uh, uh, just kind of a regular kind of nerdy friend, not doing all this crazy stuff, not giving away a scheme every two seconds, uh, not being over the top, uh, obnoxious and annoying. Uh, that comes later on. And later on, you see Jesse and Slater becoming more of a pair. They're pairing them up and making Zach and Slater kind of friends um, on set as they were becoming offset. Um, which really worked, and you'll see it work more and more as we move on to season two and later on, uh, that it's they really did find their footing. They found something that worked uh, as making them friends and kind of joining in schemes together instead of uh, butting heads and fighting for the affection of Kelly. Uh, they kind of pair off. you got Screech and Lisa, uh, even though they're not really a pair, but those are the two that are going after. Uh, Screech keeps going after Lisa. Lisa turns them down. Uh, Jesse and Slater become an off-and-on couple, and then Kelly and Zach, uh, and they're kind of on and off again, uh, um, more on, but uh, there's uh, things that arise that uh, are some problems. But uh, that was a real strong formula for them. And they found their footing in season one. More episodes that were above average and good, I say, than bad. Um, but the bad were really bad uh, in the first season. 
but I'd say more above average as we move on into season two and later on, we get really strong episodes throughout. So we're definitely looking forward to that. What are your thoughts, Clint? Yeah, I can't wait. I think as we go on that, that you get a lot more serious topics coming up. We're going to be talking about the caffeine pills. Uh, you know, later on there's drinking and driving the gang really mature as you're going to see just physically, uh, from season one to two, you see Zach and screech, especially, uh, look and sound a lot different. They're kind of going through puberty between the seasons. And so that's going to be something to look forward to. And, um, I think that season one is a lot of hit and miss, like you said, and, uh, may maybe more hit than miss than I'd recall. There's some episodes yeah. that I completely wrote off. Uh, like Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind, uh, even some like The Gift and Pinned to the Mat that I just said, oh my gosh, I, I don't I don't even know if I can get through these episodes. But man, it, 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 some of them really had at least some moments that stood out. Like you said, they're laying the groundwork here, finding out what worked. And by four episodes in to this show, when it aired in 1989 on NBC, 50% of all female teenagers were watching this show and it had become a hit. And it's a surprise hit because no one had ever seen anything like this before. Uh, Brandon Tartikoff, Peter Engel, the, the writers, the, the staff, they all took a chance with this. But as Peter Engel said in one of our previous episodes, the cast was magical and they never missed. And you see that starting here and it's just going to only go on as we get into the really the meat of this show. And it's just wonderful going back and doing this. I'm getting just so many good feelings going back into, and uh, watching these, breaking them down with you. These are such a part of our lives. It's like Saved by the Bell is such a part of my life that I can't conceive of my life without it, uh, without having seen this, without having grown up with it. So this is special. What we're doing is special. We got so many great episodes coming up, great guests coming up, going to be talking about them. Noah, we got so much coming up. We're going to be talking with Leanna Creel, who played Tori, Troy Froman, that played Ox. We have so much coming up. I tell you, we just got done uh, talking with John Mashita, who uh, did an episode in our first season that uh, did Mr. Terrible Testaverde. So much coming up, I can't even get it all out, man. I'm so excited. Absolutely. We got Roth Morrow coming on uh, later on uh, in for future episodes in The Fabulous Building Boys. Uh, he played uh, Mr. Dickerson, who uh, would never pass anyone, not even his own son. No one's passed his midterm in three years. I'd like to meet the person that uh, the last person that did pass it. Well, with that, we're out of here for season one. SaveByNostalgia.Weebly.com is the website. You can catch us. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, um, on, I, on Google Play, and, of course, Spotify. Thanks so much for joining us. We're moving on to season two of Saved by the Bell, and we have a movie coming up, Noah. We're going to be doing Revenge of the Nerds coming up. It's coming right up. we got Julia Montgomery, who played Betty Childs, one of the hottest 80s babes, going to be joining us for our Revenge of the Nerds episode. So much coming up. Can't wait to do it right here on Saved by Nostalgia.